0: As I have dove into the cancer world and the research around that, uh, energy really seems to be one of the top focuses and for good reason. Uh, Deuterium is a hydrogen that we have uh, found out that's probably very, very important. But the flip side of that hard to understand topic is regular hydrogen. And uh, Greg, the hydrogen man, is putting out a whole lot of really really good information so let's uh, take a deep dive with him on hydrogen
1: welcome to the sewing prosperity podcast with host logan duvall this father of four is an arkansas successful small business owner whose world was turned upside down with the cancer diagnosis of his then five-year-old son as napoleon hill famously stated every adversity every failure every heartbreak carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Come and join us on our journey to create a Blue Zone community with a focus on a holistic approach to anti-cancer, regenerative farming, and strengthening local economies.
0: Greg, uh, man, really pumped to have you on, brother. Uh, learn. I want to learn a lot more about hydrogen and you got recommended uh, through, through the grapevine as the guy that I need to talk to, to learn about hydrogen. So, man, introduce yourself and, and give me the, uh, you know, the introductory on how you got into hydrogen. Well, I mean, I am known online
1: as the Hydrogen Man. And the reason that this all came about, which was very unexpected, as you can probably imagine, uh, was just me getting sick and me having to find, you know, my own way in regards to health. And I did, ironically, I had a lot of interesting experiences where I got to see what happens behind the scenes. I worked in the medical field for like over two decades, roughly two decades. And I worked with numerous specialists, numerous different types of doctors all over the world, actually. And so I really got to see what goes on behind the scenes. And the more that I saw, the less impressed I was. <laughs> you know, it was, it was it was too bad, man. I really learned a lot. And uh, so that was a really good experience. And then when I ended up getting sick, I was just... Devastated because I knew that the medical establishment would most likely not have anything for me. And they pretty much didn't. Um, And then I ended up having to find my own way. And I learned about a lot of things in regards to health and I changed a lot of aspects of my life. But the biggest one, in my opinion, I always say, I don't give any medical advice. I don't make any medical claims, you know, this kind of stuff. I'll just speak, you know, for me, I think that the most important thing is water, you know, clean water, clean air. And I mean, hydrogen, man, Hi- hydrogen, hydrogen, man, <laughs> hydrogen, uh, you know, was really that pivotal changing point in my life. And it started becoming a pivotal point in other people's lives that I knew, like my own father, you know, friends, family, different people throughout, you know, my life that are in my life. And it's just been, it, it's like a miracle. It, it's so hard to almost believe what I've seen it do and sometimes it's kind of like uh, like watching Steph Curry play like he throws up some crazy three-pointer or something and you're like oh yeah but he can't do that again you know and then he does it again and again and it's hydrogen's been like that it's like can it really do it again and it's unbelievable man i love this stuff
0: so what uh, what kind of health issues were were you facing that you know made you look away from you know modern allopathic medicine well i did i did go to you know
1: physicians and different doctors and I have a lot of friends who are actually doctors and so I did go and seek out help at first but they just they didn't really know what was causing the issues so I was in a lot of pain that was one of the things that I was having so I had a lot of pain I had inflammation so bad I felt like a 120 year old guy with arthritis I couldn't even grab the remote control and change channels on a television my joints hurt Mm -hmm. so bad and it felt like everything was just going to break when I would move and then for long stints I couldn't even walk So I was in crazy amount of pain. I also had like a terrible immune system. So my immune system was garbage. I would get sick at a drop of a hat. And then I wouldn't recover for really long periods of time, like one month to one and a half months. And then when I would recover, I'm like, oh, finally. And then I'd get sick within a week again. And I was like, oh, no. And it would take another month. So my immune system was really terrible. Obviously, inflammation all over the place. On top of it all, I did have a heart condition. And I was told by my cardiologist that it was... I had maybe 10 years left if I didn't do something like open heart surgery. So I was supposed to, I'm not even supposed to be alive right now,
0: technically. Wow.
1: And, uh, so that was kind of another big thing that I was dealing with. And, um, and just like my gut, my gut was a mess, you know, which is almost 80% of our immune system really comes from our gut. And we're seeing the importance of, you know, good gut health. So my gut health wasn't really very good. I did have some tumors in my body too. That was, uh, and they were, they were painful. They were actually in my nerves. So that was part of also what was causing some of my pain in those specific areas. So I, I just had a lot going on. It was, it was pretty bad.
0: you know. Now that you have gone through all this, why, why do you think you ended up in that position? Do you, do you have <laughs> any theories to, to how you got there? I do. They're a little embarrassing. Um,
1: so when I was very, very little, I wanted to end my life. I was extremely depressed and I won't go into the details of exactly what happened unless somebody, I don't know, unless someday somebody really wants to talk about it. But the point is, is that I just felt highly suicidal. And I began poisoning myself probably or by the age of 10 or 11. Wow. And, and then I would survive it. And then I would poison myself again and I would survive. And, and the very last time I really did something really nasty, I took, um, I took almost 900 pills in one sitting. I just, you know, I sat there at like, you know, midnight one in the morning when nobody would find me and I laid out these Costco size bottles and, and they have, that's how I knew how many pills cause it was on the bottles. And I was just taking them by the handful. Oh, I was wow. just so desperate and so much emotional pain. And so I, I did that and I drink alcohol with the pills cause they would say, don't drink alcohol with pills. So I thought, okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And then um, that's actually when the cardiologist told me that, you know, it was a miracle that I survived. Apparently Uh, it was 836 pills. Uh, Apparently it was a miracle that I survived it. And I remember when the physician walked in uh, because I took him at midnight and I was found around six in the morning on the, on the floor of the bathroom. And I was taken to the ER the the hospital said, there's nothing we can do. I mean, there's, he's already taken this thing uh, hours and hours ago, all this stuff. Um, But I remember the doctor coming in and just saying, He actually said he didn't believe me. He said, I don't believe you took that many pills. And I said, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you believe me or not. But I was curious. I'm a curious guy. And I was like, why why are you saying this? He said, because it's just not possible. He said, it's not possible to survive what you just claimed that you did. And so, but I did survive. Ironically, though, that's exactly like literally within a few weeks when I had a recheck. That's when my heart. So he said that my heart technically should have given out when I took all those pills. And I think that's what probably caused a heart issue. I was not born with that issue and it started after that. So I'm pretty sure I probably damaged my own heart. And um, and then I started having, it was actually, I did that, you know, a long time ago. And it was probably, I started having issues about a year later. Because I also had like my liver wasn't, you know, at 100%. My kidneys weren't really at 100%. My immune system, my gut, all these things were just not at 100%. And, um, and then... I think I think that that's a lot of what happened, plus the stress. You know, Japan has actually done interesting studies on stress and how bad it is for your health. Like, it's so bad. Um, yeah. It could be worse than even, like, you know, drinking a few beers or something. Like, it is really bad. And I was under a whole lot of stress from a very young age, you know, going through these things. So, basically, that's what I think really caused a lot of my, my health issues and and eating like crap. I mean, I literally lived off of 99 cent cheeseburgers and top ramen and frozen crap food. And I was doing all the wrong things, my brother.
0: Well, thank you for the the honesty and the vulnerability. I think that that's uh, you know one of those things that we're able to sincerely help others when we're we're honest and because we're not the only ones going through that. Uh, Lord knows I've hit uh, some very dark times, uh, especially with my son having cancer. That one uh, I, I'm not over. That's the whole reason we're we're on this podcast is I, I'm not okay uh, and still trying to make sure that he is okay. And so, anyways, uh, you know, thank you, thank you for that. So, what was the the tipping point with hydrogen for you how did you come to that being an option to overcome all all that that you were dealing with so when i was when i started so i started having symptoms
1: and i would ignore them you know being a man that i am and i'm just like i'm just gonna push on through you know Um, Until you couldn't push no more, you know, it felt like my back, um, it felt like I had a sledgehammer go to my back, it literally felt like a broken back on top of all the other symptoms. And so I started trying to research. And, you know, of course, I listened to podcasts, and I was trying to, you know, get information in regards to cancer. The thing that was very frustrating is that every single podcast would give you like different advice. You know, like one, one podcast will be saying, oh, the best water is alkaline water. And some other channel would say, no, you should eat nothing but meat. And then some other channel would be, no. So every, nobody could agree on anything. And that became very frustrating. And then a lot of the products out there, so I would try, man, I tried so many products, so many health things. And it was very frustrating. I felt like I was bleeding money out because I couldn't work during this time either. And I lost, I lost my home. I, I lost a lot of things. It's like an old country song, so I won't go into that. But, um, but I lost a lot of things in my life, and it was just really frustrating. And I, what I decided to do was I, I told myself, you know what? Everybody's disagreeing on this. Everybody's giving you a difference of opinion. And I'm open to hearing people's opinions, but I'm going to have to do some critical thinking of my own. And I'm a good, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty darn good critical thinker. And I'm very independent in my thinking. And so I started looking at scientific data and I'm like, I'm gonna follow the data rather than people's opinions. So I would read as much data as I can. And that's actually how I stumbled upon hydrogen. And I was I was cleaning water. I mean, I have lab tests here to show the best way to even clean water, what's in our water. I, I did that, I, I started with like water changes and dietary changes. And, you know, different types of supplements, just different things that I was trying. Nothing was really, you know, it, um, I did some pretty outrageous cleansings, too, uh, for the body. You should have seen what came out of my liver. It was actually, had I not seen it myself, I don't think I would believe it. Um, it was unbelievable. It's almost like all those pills that I took that I was talking about were logged in my liver because I had like pellets coming out of me, like tons of them, like those 830 pills that I took. It, it was crazy. And um, so I was doing all these things, but when I stumbled upon hydrogen, when I first read about it, which is a long time ago, I kind of, I read the very first research papers that came out on it. And I actually thought this stuff is too good to be true. I thought it was a scam. I thought this is, this must be a scam. It's way too good to be true. And, but I continued reading it. And I didn't really understand hydrogen. I'm like, how am I going to get hydrogen anyway? And what kind of hydrogen are we really talking here? And so I read the data for about, three and a half years, maybe almost four. And, and I hadn't tried it, but I was getting so bad that I became so desperate that I came back to the hydrogen thing. Cause I had tried so much stuff and that's how it all kind of began. And then I thought to myself, okay. Um, after reading this stuff, I was so desperate. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this stuff. The problem began to be where in the heck do I get it? I can't go to some corner drugstore and get hydrogen. Um, again, what type of hydrogen are we talking about here? Which the, the data is really behind what's called molecular hydrogen. A lot of people get this all confused. They talk about Brown's gas. You know, of course, they do talk about deuterium, and that's obviously different. But the real data and what is actually medically approved and being used in Japan is molecular hydrogen. So that's really what we're talking about here. And so then... I started trying to figure out what's the dosing, you know, how many milligrams do I need of, you know, molecular hydrogen? How exactly do I get it in my body? So I I started trying to figure that out, which was kind of difficult at first. And that was kind of the challenge, how to implement it. And then as the years went by and I tried many different types of equipment and even like the hydrogen tablets, which now I'm definitely not fond of after knowing what's in them. But, you know, I tried all these things and, I, I did. Re- I ended up realizing that I went from a whole direction of understanding how amazing hydrogen is for our body, to having to understand how to make it and implement it in the best manner. Because let's say you're a carnivore guy, you don't want to just eat, you know, some cow that was fed nothing but grain, right? You want grass, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished, or all organic, cleaner stuff. If you're going to eat vegetables, you want all organic. You don't want pesticides sprayed all over it. To me, hydrogen is the same way. It is. It can't be made differently. And some ways, in my personal opinion, are better than others. And some are actually, in my personal opinion, unsafe. And I have seen, I mean, I literally have spoken to numerous people who have been harmed by doing hydrogen the wrong way. And so that's been the, the pivotal part of my research. I'm already sold on the fact that hydrogen is amazing. I already know that part. So I'm more focused on how to make it and how to use it. And then I start creating protocols and it, it changed my life.
0: So, Greg, what, what is hydrogen and what is the difference from, say, uh, hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, and maybe even like hydrogen peroxide? So, hydrogen is a gas. So, the, way, the easiest way to think about it is it's like
1: oxygen. You know, we're breathing in a gas called oxygen. It's roughly about 20% depending on where you are, you know, altitude-wise. And hydrogen is, is just that. It's just another gas that, that we literally either breathe in or you can dissolve into water. As far as hydrogen peroxide, it's it's very confusing for most people because hydrogen peroxide almost has almost nothing to do with hydrogen really, because water is H2O and hydrogen peroxide is H2O2. So it's one additional oxygen molecule. It's actually additional oxygen, not hydrogen. And that's the reason, see oxygen is an oxidant. One of the benefits or good things about oxygen is that it literally kills stuff. It's an oxidant, and that's why if you get a cut and you're trying to prevent an infection, you put hydrogen peroxide because the oxygen will oxidize and kill potential bacteria or something that could cause an infection, so it's very, very different than hydrogen. The things that I've noticed about hydrogen and oxygen, they have a very interesting relationship that I've really uncovered, and basically water is H2O, so it's H2, which is molecular hydrogen, O, which is oxygen. Oxygen's an oxidant, hydrogen's an antioxidant from what we're seeing in the research so there it's almost like male and female you know yin and yang you know these polarities that come together and do the magic that they do to make water but uh, hydrogen appears to be quite special and we just don't really get it in our environment I mean we're breathing in oxygen but we're virtually getting almost no hydrogen but yet we do produce it or it appears that we produce it in our body So it does appear that we produce the hydrogen actually in our body. And so I do certain things to help my hydrogen production, you know, in my body. But obviously, I bring it into my body also from using specific
0: equipment. What does the hydrogen do in our bodies? Why is it so beneficial that we have it? Well, I will say there's, I'll tell you some of
1: the stuff that we've uncovered, but there's a whole lot that we don't know, just just to put that out there. But I will say this, this is probably, this was what really baffled the Japanese scientists in Japan is, if you were to look at a list of numerous medical conditions from arthritis or heart disease or strokes or high cholesterol or on and on it goes, you know, some just long list of of issues, and next to them, you have all the medications that the pharmaceutical industry or a doctor would prescribe you depending on the condition, and then even more medicines for side effects from the original medicines, and you look at the list, and it ends up being massive. And then they showed hydrogen. And the reason they had, they had displayed this in Japan was because hydrogen had been shown to be effective for all those different diseases. And they said, how is that possible? How is it that we need a massive list of medicines and yet this one thing can do almost everything? And so the reason they ended up, the, what they ended up coming up with is that it appears that almost 100%, it's like a very large number, like 97 to 99% of all disease comes down to one thing. And that's free radical damage, you know, free radicals, almost like a type of oxygen, like ROS, like reactive oxygen species. You know, again, oxygen in different forms is what I I guess I would call it. And so hydrogen appears to go in and hydrogen has an affinity for oxygen. So it, it, it appears to like neutralize, you know, these free radicals. And when it neutralizes them, then, you know, like, for example, if you have, Some free radical and hydrogen, you know, binds to and it turns to water and just neutralizes it. Then it's no longer, you know, wrecking the havoc that it wrecks. But I mean, of course, they discovered that it functions as a selective antioxidant, which is actually really interesting because most people don't realize that antioxidants come in different sizes. I almost wish I had a chart for you right now. Uh, so, for example, like vitamin E, you know, would maybe be like this size of a molecule or vitamin C or glutathione and these type of things, right? And then you put hydrogen up to them and hydrogen would be like, like it would be so tiny, you would practically wouldn't even be able to see it. Being that small actually ends up being a good thing. It, it allows the hydrogen to get into every nick and cranny of your body. It does go past the blood-brain barrier. This is one of the things that I've learned from a, a very... Highly touted hydrogen specialist from Japan that nobody knows because he never does podcasts. He's an actual practicing physician. So he's not one of these people who does shows. But he's talking of the importance. He's actually saying the things that I've been saying for quite a while, which is the importance of doing hydrogen correctly and cleanly because if it's going past the blood brain barrier, you don't want any impurities. And that's where you get into what I would call medical grade hydrogen versus non-medical grade hydrogen and nobody's talking about this and it's so important it's just like oxygen you go to a hospital they have oxygen tanks and that's medical grade oxygen meaning that the purity is extremely high you don't want weird byproducts and then you have oxygen tanks like in a well you know somewhere where they do welding and you don't want to be using that type of oxygen and just like ozone there's medical grade ozone and non-medical grade ozone
0: something that um really it keeps coming back to is basically everything that we face is a mitochondrial disease, right? And so the importance of hydrogen, my understanding from, from Dr. Boros is that in the mitochondria, these are the, these nanomotors and they use the hydrogen to make energy. And that's where the whole deuterium comes in and it disrupts and breaks down these, these nanomotors. So, uh, you know, talking to him and trying to understand the deuterium is what led me down that, wow, hydrogen is crazy important. And so what all is it doing uh, and, and why I really wanted to get in here. So let's talk about how to do hydrogen wrong.
1: <laughs> well, doing it the wrong way. I mean, I'll give you my opinions. And one of the things that I recently noticed is there, the way that the body reacts to different types, like the purity of the hydrogen. I'm kind of surprised about that, actually. And, and that's what the, right now there was, um, there was some research, and I don't have all the details yet. I just heard about it literally just the other day. That Japanese doctor that I mentioned to you in Japan, that like, for example, the equipment he uses is actually the exact same equipment that I use. It's called a Lourdes Hydrofix Premium. The official company site, if people just want to look at it, is called holyhydrogen.com. And he's using that equipment. Now, what I don't know if is he's working with other colleagues because I don't have the, the data yet. But all I heard is that they use that equipment for cancer patients right now that they're dealing with in Japan. And they noticed all their markers, all these markers that they look at in regards to the cancer. They said all of them improved. And I was like, wow, that was pretty impressive. And that's like really, really new. And so I don't know all the data yet. But there appears to be something positive coming from that. And and granted, there is research also that shows a lot of benefits for cancer in regards to, you know, using hydrogen for something like cancer. And yes, obviously, you know, there is I think that I think that the very first research actually uh, from Japan had to do with hydrogen and the function of the mitochondria. And obviously, it's extremely important that they function properly. And obviously with a lot of cancer patients, as the cancer progresses, they lose energy. You know, they're, they're like the way that they're metabolizing, the way that the cells um, uh, metabolism, the metabolism of the actual cells, you know, the cancer cells, they don't, they're not really giving you a lot of energy, you know, as compared to a healthy cell. And so hydrogen, the, the beautiful thing about hydrogen is being so tiny, it can penetrate the mitochondria, it can get in there no problem. So that's another one of the, the magic things that it does. Um, even down to things like gene expression and protection of DNA. I mean, the list is so long. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of times I don't even remember all of it because I, I probably would have a few years back, but I started focusing so much more on the – and this is where you go from the medical, the scientists, uh, maybe someone like a chemist, and then you shift over into engineering – Because making the hydrogen, it's kind of like when you talk to a doctor, I I don't even want to say the word because I don't want to get you in trouble. But let's say, because I I remember one time I was at the doctor and I asked them a question about these little needles they put in your arm and inject you with stuff, you know, that starts with a V. I don't want to get you in trouble, so I won't say it. But I remember asking the doctor, do you know how these things are made? And I did because I was doing a lot of research on how these things are made. And he didn't know, you know. And so I think that there is this difference between understanding for example, the medical aspect of it. But how are you really making the medicine? And that's when I started learning about a lot of things that I, with all honesty, didn't want to learn about. I don't. I'm not. i wasn't really into, like, metallurgy, you know, understanding the science of metals, you know. Um, I wasn't really looking at lab reports recently. I did, though, about membranes. So, like, I can show you an example here. I won't show a brand or nothing, but these little bottles are pretty popular, you know, in regards to... Whoops, I just turned it on. Um, but and now i can't turn it off because i never use this thing i just have it because you know these are made from china um and i'm very cautious with these because some companies so doing all my deep research i found that sometimes they try to claim that they're made somewhere else like oh they're made in the us or they're made in canada or something but they're actually chinese what they do is they get the parts from china and if you put them together in another country you can claim that they're made in another country so there's a lot of sneaky shenanigans you know, going on in the world of hydrogen, in my opinion. All right. I'm not, and I won't name brands. I'm not going to name, you know, companies or whatever. Um, but something like this, I personally wouldn't use for many reasons. Um, so, for example, metals, uh, these have plated metal. So do you know anything about plating metals? Nope. So basically they, they're, they're, they're plating platinum. And then, of course, the grade of metal. So the the quality of the metal or the purity of the metal, all these things really matter. And by the way, I don't know if you can see me for some reason, the camera feed cut off. I don't know if you can see me, but I can't see you anymore. But anywho, I'm good. So I had to start learning about metals. And then recently I saw the membrane. So they have a membrane in them. And I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, so I won't name any of the companies or the ones that are making these uh, these membranes. All I'll say is that what I saw in the membrane was PFAS. And PFAS, for P, you know, it's a, it's called a forever chemical. Um, it's in our water also. I can probably show you. I have some, a lab test in regards to that. And PFAS is known for a fact to cause cancer. So it's obviously not going to be a very good thing. And so I'm very concerned personally about the way that hydrogen is being implemented out there and the things that are being told out there. Um, For example, like um, this is not even really molecular hydrogen, but everybody's confused because the marketing that these companies do, for example, um, these Brown's gas devices. So Brown's gas is not molecular hydrogen. So what happens is with the Brown's gas people, they'll say something like, oh, look, look at all this amazing research on hydrogen. It's so great. Let me sell you this device that makes Brown's gas. And sometimes they go as far as saying, let me sell you this device that's even better than hydrogen. It makes Brown's gas. And I'm thinking, but the data doesn't show that. I mean, in my opinion, they're just straight up lying to you. (laughs) You know, they're they're not being honest. And so Brown's gas, there's virtually no data. And it's definitely not medically approved. But my biggest concern with Brown's gas devices is when they use lye or sodium hydroxide, which is the main ingredient in Drano, by the way. And I have tried the equipment because, you know, these companies contact me. And it was horrible. It, it actually made me sick. And I couldn't understand why until I took a deep dive. And later on, I found out that these companies know what they're doing. It's not, it's not an accident. Um, I, can't, I Again, I don't want to say any names and throw anybody under the bus. I'll just say that I'm not into Brown's gas um you've talked to um some people who i think one of them was a scientist you were talking about deuterium and he also uh looked at some of the brown's gas equipment that's actually how how we met because even they were thinking like uh this doesn't look right why in the world would i put this amount of lye and then i'm going to try to inhale this stuff or drink it oh god no it's it's gross it's like that's not how you make hydrogen properly And so he actually now uses the same equipment that I use, too, which is the one that the doctor from Japan uses. It's the number one machine in Japan. So there's a reason they're number one. And the technology they use, and I've taken deep dives into hydrogen technology, and they're the only ones in the world who are doing a bunch of one-offs and things that nobody else in the world does in the world of hydrogen. It's pretty impressive.
0: I definitely want to dive more into the Japanese aspects and those studies and, and then the equipment you're talking about. I'm super curious on that. But uh, one thing, if, if you have any information, I have seen the, the, you know, the little hydrogen tablets a lot. And uh, there's some there's some research out there uh, that makes me question if that's the best thing that we should be using. So do you do you have any experience with that? Yeah,
1: quite a bit. I mean, first thing I'll say is hydrogen is pH neutral. And we're talking about molecular hydrogen. So pH neutral, odorless, colorless, and tasteless, right? So it's kind of like water. And if you drop a tablet into water, it's not colorless anymore because it turns gray. It's not odorless. It stinks, actually. It's not tasteless because it tastes like crap. <laughs> it tastes like metal, which is exactly what would be my concern is heavy metals. Um, and then it's not pH neutral. It turns the water acidic quite acidic, actually. So it really doesn't fall in line with pure, the, the pure molecular hydrogen. That's why I'm surprised people talk about it, even so-called experts. I do not understand why they tout this stuff. Some of the ingredients in there, I believe, are even illegal in some countries. Um, and And don't quote me on that, but I believe, you know, I won't go into which ones they are or anything, but... Um, they're not allowed to be in food in certain countries. And so that's one aspect of it. Um, What really concerned me was when there was a gentleman who contacted me from an oxygen company, actually. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. I don't want to. I don't want to. He didn't want to be revealed of who he was. All he told me is that there was people who approached him, uh, which I won't name names either. But basically, there was a whole group of people who took the pills. Uh, for not very long. I think it was a month or two or something. I can't remember, but they were trying to take enough for them to be therapeutic. And they did blood work. And after their blood work, all their liver numbers got worse, every single person in the group. And I found that odd because hydrogen has been shown to be amazing for the liver actually. And my liver has improved so much. And I have worked with people who've had cirrhosis of the liver And they do a real proper protocol and their liver improves dramatically and they no longer have cirrhosis of the liver. So I've seen this. So we know hydrogen is good for the liver. So why in the world would the pills potentially, I'm not saying that they're causing that, right? That was maybe it was just a coincidence. Maybe every single person in the group just, I don't know, maybe they were all drinking together after work. I don't know, right? I'm just saying that uh, it was something that worried me. And then when I saw the lab report and what's in the pills, that concerned me and I've never touched them again.
0: So it's pretty safe to just kind of categorize those as like three separate things, and not just call them hydrogen. The, the whatever the the you know capsules produce, or those little tablets produce, Brown's gas, and then molecular hydrogen, which is what we are talking about. So, talk to me about the Japanese. Why are they the ones that are revolutionizing this uh, sector?
1: Well, the Japanese, you know, a lot of people I don't think understand their culture. But first of all, you know, this was discovered because one of the things that I did. Trying to find ways to heal, help heal myself and get out of illness is that I observe nature. I observe nature a lot. And molecular hydrogen, uh, interestingly enough, there's a place in France called Lourdes, France or Lourdes, France. Have you ever heard of this place? Yes. And so it's supposed to be like holy healing waters of Lourdes. People fly from all around the world to go there. Nobody knew what was so special about the water. They did have numerous documented. You know, people improving. I mean, they literally were documented cases of people having significant improvement or even their conditions going away, which was a really big deal. And there were scientists who were sent out there to test the water, but nobody could figure out what it was. They're like, it's H2O. There's there's nothing magical about this water. It must be a placebo effect until the Japanese. They're the ones. See, hydrogen so tiny and so difficult to actually even test for Um, A lot of the testing methods out there, in my opinion, are not correct based on everything that I have learned, like the like the little blue drops. People use little blue drops to try to measure hydrogen. It's not the correct way to do it. And it will not, in my personal opinion, it will not give you an accurate reading. Sometimes it reacts with different things. The Japanese have a special equipment. All the equipment that I found for testing hydrogen properly actually comes from Japan. And so, and the equipment is very tedious, requires a lot of maintenance. I wanted to buy some of the equipment so I could do all sorts of testing, but it just wasn't realistic because of the amount of maintenance that they need, how often it needs it. And it just has to be in house. It has to be in Japan. If I was in Japan, I could do it, but in the U S it just didn't really make a lot of sense. And so anywho, uh, going back to, to Lourdes, France, and the Japanese discovering that then they started applying, you know, this hydrogen, On animals. That's how it all kind of began. Um, But when the Japanese do things, what I love about the Japanese that I've observed throughout many years and I've lived there, you know, throughout my life is that they're super into like details and they're really into doing something right. Sometimes they're not even thinking about the money. Obviously, money plays a role in business, but they're trying to do something And they have this like cultural thing where they're always pursuing perfection. They want to do better. They want to do better. And I I just really love that about the Japanese. Like even in their farming practices, if you've ever seen the lab reports on green tea, and if they take green tea from all over the world, even green tea that's deemed organic from like China, for example. And that one tested the worst, right? For all sorts of chemicals in it. And the Japanese green tea wasn't even deemed organic and it tested the best. There was virtually no pesticides in it. And so they're really into the idea of, Purity, And they want to do something that's honorable. That's a big thing that I notice about their culture is they want to honor themselves. This is why back in the day when they would take their life, you know, it had to do with dishonoring yourself or dishonoring your family. And so that's why a lot of times, you know, they try to do things very honorably. And like a samurai sword, too. I mean, the, the amount of time it takes to, to make a samurai sword is just plain ridiculous. And the craftsmanship. And I feel like they did that with this machine, the story of the guy who really made the machine that I like, which I found, you know, during all my research, when I found his machine and when I reached out to the company, they knew so much more than any company that I had ever talked to. And I spoke to a lot of hydrogen companies and you get a lot of conflicting information. These guys clearly knew what they were talking about and all the parameters of the device. This is what really got me looking at their device. All the parameters was following the scientific data. Rather than like a Brown's gas guy saying, hey, look at all this hydrogen, but the data is not really supporting their Brown's gas. With, with the Japanese machine, it was really falling in line with the data. And the reason is because I asked them, of course, as they said, well, yeah, we designed it based on the data. You know, that's that's how we made this device. And um, and and of course, I tried other modalities of hydrogen. Nothing ever went, made my heart condition go away when I used that particular piece of equipment my heart condition went away right before I was about to get surgery, by the way. So thank God I don't have a scar or nothing. I never needed surgery.
0: Incredible. So do we know why the hydrogen content in, in Lords, France is higher in that spring or like what causes that to, to be a natural phenomenon? I don't think anybody knows exactly what's
1: causing it. I mean, heck, you could probably go down to the spring and there could be like I found in other parts of the world where, there's like a storage of hydrogen that just trickles up. Like there's, a pla- there's places in the ocean where we have hydrogen that's actually coming up. And um, I won't go into a ton of detail about that. But in Lourdes, France, it could be the same thing. But basically, it appears to come from nature, you know, which is a big thing. And even the way that I filter my water, I mimic nature. So I'm literally mimicking, mimicking nature to the best of my ability. And it's really made a, just a dramatic difference. And it's amazing how something, I mean, I spent so much money on stuff. This was, I wish I would have known about this from the beginning. I would have saved myself a whole lot of money.
0: (laughs) I hear that. Yeah. The more I get into all of this, the more that I honestly, I don't trust about anybody. Uh, And and really the first time I heard about hydrogen, I thought this is... You know, it's too good to be true, like, honestly, because (laughs) it can't do all of this stuff. And I was like, I'm I am so much more interested in what can I feed my child that's going to make the cancer, you know, not get worse and get better and and try to understand that. So I I didn't have the bandwidth at the time to even go into hydrogen. Um, So now now that we are, how how can we use it? Uh, Drink it, inhale it are two ways that I've seen. And what are the kind of the pros and cons of doing one or the other? So I can tell you the protocols that I
1: created. Um, And I will say that it was a little weird. I'm pretty sure my channel is being watched because every time I release something, magically it appears in these places. I think people just kind of steal my data. You know, they just watch my channel for information. And when I released my protocol, it was about two months later, they ended up doing one and then later on two scientific studies on my protocol. And it proved that my protocol works best and better than any other protocol ever used out there. And this is what I do. First of all, I'm really into the purity part. We already talked about medical grade. Now we're gonna use water as a carrier. See, that's what, in my opinion, we're really doing here. We're dissolving the gas into the water, much like soda pop or carbonated water, you have dissolved CO2, right? So you dissolve the hydrogen gas into water. I like full saturation, which is what the device I use does. It fully saturates the water. The nanobubbles seem to be a huge part of this. The the Japanese did something very special with the metal they use, a specific specific type of almost structure of the metal, and in my opinion based on everything that I've read and everything, they literally are making the best nanobubbles in the industry. Nobody makes nanobubbles like this device. And so it gets it's really stable. I believe that it can penetrate even deeper into the body because like when you try to get like these crazy high levels of hydrogen, some people drop the hydrogen pills and they'll be like, "Oh, look at these crazy levels." of hydrogen. The problem is it's in small amounts of water. It's at, the, the amount of hydrogen is in relation to the amount of water. So we could go into that in a second, but the simple fact is, is that they're trying to get all this amount, but when hydrogen is under like pressure or you drop a pill like that, you're going to lose over 90% of your hydrogen in r- roughly 50 seconds. It's not stable. So if you ingest it, I, I personally, the way that I envision it, because I've been working with hydrogen for so long, I'll take the water that I make, And I'll drink it on an empty stomach. Why an empty stomach? This is how I started the protocol. Because if you understand how the human body works, when it goes into an empty stomach, it's going to go through your stomach and into your GI system faster. If you have food in here, it's going to sit in there with the food. So we also know that it's very important for the body to be properly hydrated when you're going to eat. So that's part of the protocol. I drink the water. If you have healthy kidneys, again, no medical advice. It would depend on your own personal issues or whatever you're going through. But I personally drink the water, empty stomach, 20 to 30 minutes before a meal. So that's one thing that I do. So that way the water goes into my GI. It hydrates my GI system. And a lot of people don't realize how much water your body utilizes when you eat a meal. So you're going to be using a lot of water. I think this is why sometimes people eat first and then they feel kind of thirsty and they start drinking water, but now it's too late. Because now the water is most likely going to dilute some stomach acids and, and things like that. So you drink the water first. The part of the other part of the protocol that I created is you don't just want the water. So here's where the pills fall short on top of everything else that I mentioned. You don't just want the water. You want the gas inhalation too. But you don't just want the gas inhalation on its own. So the protocol that I created is both. And basically what I discovered is that if you drink the water first and properly hydrate the body and then you do the inhalation, it enhances it even more. In fact, it does things that neither one of them do on their own. So that's been part of the protocol. And part of the protocol that I also do personally is a lot of times when I'm eating, if I'm going to eat dinner or I make these smoothies for breakfast, I'll inhale the hydrogen gas. So I'll basically be inhaling while I'm eating or having a smoothie or something to combat potential negative effects. That the, It's not so much that food has negative effects on our body, but our food can let's say, okay, let's say that there's some type of impurity in the food, which is probably pretty common, right? There Maybe there's a little bit of a pesticide or a little too much sugar, or there's something in the food maybe that you don't want in there. Hydrogen appears to be extremely protective. It was one of the first things that I, when I read about it, that's the reason I named my YouTube channel Uprising144K was because the hydrogen appeared to be so protective from all sorts of stuff. Like uh, if you watch my video number eight, It shows how protective it is against like chemotherapy, for example. So chemotherapy causes just massive cellular damage, right? And like even like 90% cellular damage. With the hydrogen, instead of having 90%, it was like 10%, which is a massive difference. I mean, imagine a car that's 90% rusted. I mean, it's pretty much going to fall apart. But -hmm. if you have a car that just has 10% rust, you can still drive like that with that car, you know? And so 10% was a much better number. And it wasn't the only thing that it appeared to protect us from. There's so many things. Um, have you ever heard of a drug called cisplatin? Yes. And so cisplatin is a, obviously a cancer drug. It's extremely bad for our kidneys. I mean, it literally destroys your kidneys. It's one of the reasons that doctors almost never use it, unless there's no other choice. Um, I saw a study where they used cisplatin with and without hydrogen. And if you had the hydrogen, man, it it appears to protect the kidneys so much so that you could potentially walk out with your original kidneys. Because usually when you get on cisplatin, you're going to need a kidney transplant on top of it all, on top of all the cancer and everything you're dealing with, you know. And so... That's how protective hydrogen is. So in our environment, I know there's stuff in our food. Even if you try to eat perfect, there's always going to be something in the food. There's probably going to be things in the water. Probably not in my water, though, because the the process I do is like super, super crazy clean water. But there's always going to be some level of impurity or something I'm going to be affected by. Even like 5G, for example, you know, the 5G or radiation or all sorts of different things that could be affecting you. This is why I use hydrogen regularly. It's, In my opinion, it's protecting me a great deal from these things. And I try to improve on my purity from my food, you know, my lifestyle to the water, to everything that I can possibly do. And it seemed to have taken the load off my body and hydrogen seemed to bring balance back to my body. And of course I pair it with certain things. Like I actually specifically pair hydrogen with specific nutrients. So my protocol is so simple. It's specific nutrients with the cleanest water, and hydrogen. I mean, that's kind of the gist of my protocol. Obviously, there's some dietary things. I am pretty big on on overcoming parasites, so like antiparasitics. I've been into that for quite a while uh, because of personal experiences that I had in regards to parasites. And that was one of the things that I loved about hydrogen is that it actually appears to make, in my opinion, uh, because they don't really know why it does this. There's a lot of things that hydrogen does and they don't know why it's doing it. But I found a study, it was on the liver, and I believe it was done in Japan and they noticed that the hydrogen was bringing down the amount of parasites, you know, in the liver. And so I think that it creates an inhospitable environment that the parasites just don't like the environment. And so I think that they just end up leaving. Cause I don't think the hydrogen is actually killing parasites. I think it just creates an environment and they leave, you know? So that's, that's been a lot that's of my experience.
0: Really cool. That's yeah. The, the, the parasite thing is a whole nother a whole nother rabbit hole in it. Um, it let's go into the water what's what uh, what constitutes clean water where are you on on that process or you know plug whatever equipment I'm super curious on what's the best water and how that we put especially in this hydrogen machine yeah, so here's the thing. Um, You know how everybody
1: says like, oh, you should drink spring water. No, the alkaline water. Everybody has their opinion, right? And I was like, okay, I got to think for myself now because clearly everybody has a difference of opinion and probably everybody wants to sell you something different, you know? And so what I thought in my own mind was, well, what do I really want in my water, I just want it to be clean. I just don't want anything in it. I don't want fluoride in it. I don't want pesticides in it. I just don't want anything in there. Can I just eliminate everything and start with a clean slate? And the other thing that surprised me is the stuff that I discovered is in our water, like, for example, viruses, bacteria, parasites, and no water filter in the world removes all that, except for the one that I use, which is so crazy because I didn't expect that. And so this is how I discovered this process. I looked at nature again. And the purification of water in nature is actually starts with hydrogen, of all things, because it starts with the sun. And the sun is primarily made of hydrogen and helium, but helium is a form of hydrogen. And it hits the ocean. It gets hot. Steam rises. So it's through the process of steam, like distillation. And so I started looking at distillation because that's the way Mother Nature does it. And I even started using rainwater, which, by the way, is distilled water. And I did some experiments on some farming. Uh, we had all these you know, boxes where we put specific soil and seeds, identical ones. But we were using different water to see how it would affect the food differently. And man, what a difference. I'm not kidding you. When you use clean water, plants love it. They prefer rainwater way more than they prefer tap water let me just tell you that much and so they like clean water just like a human in my opinion you know needs clean water obviously we need minerals and other nutrients but the water was so important and then so what i personally use is what's called a carbon distiller and this is a lab report now i can show you just a few things but every single one of these things is something that was found in the water like all these chemicals and then they show for example the amount that was in the water and then after carbon distillation. So you see a bunch of zeros because the carbon distiller is removing. And I, if I were to just read you a few things, there's like arsenic in the water, there's chlorine in, on the, in the water, obviously, fluoride in the water. And like for, fluoride, for example, went from 3.7 to zero through with the process that I like to do. Um, lead was in the water. Uh, it removed all the lead by going through this process, and on and on it goes. Um, What surprised me about the lab test, and look, there's more pages. I mean, there's just pages and pages of chemicals in the water. Um, And then I learned, this is the one that's really sad, and I wish the world would know more about this. How does this water affect not just humans, but children? Children are the most susceptible to the things in the water. Why? Because their bodies aren't fully developed. They don't have fully developed liver, fully developed kidneys. So it makes it more dangerous for little babies. You know, when people take tap water or even just crappy filtered water, or they buy the bottled water from the store and they mix it with the formula. In my opinion, this is, it's a dangerous thing. And we really need to give children the cleanest water. There's a woman, I won't go into the story too much, but she has three kids, but two of them. She had her pregnancy a certain way, and everything was always, there was always specific medications that she needed that they had to induce her labor. There's all these things that happened to her. She found my channel, and so for the third baby, she did the super clean water, and she did the hydrogen, and she wrote me a testimonial, and I did a video about it. The changes were dramatic. Even her doctors told her that it was the happiest baby they've ever seen, and that says a lot because babies, a lot of times, are you know pretty happy, right? But they were so and the baby super healthy. All these medications that she normally needed to use, she didn't have any issues. so she didn't have to use any of these medicines. Her breast milk was so much better too. Um, she said she had a lot more milk. and it, everything just was enhanced and everything was just so much better. And I think that the good news is is that cleaning our water is actually not that expensive. The equipment that they sell, um, the cheapest one is like 600 and something bucks um, with a discount code. So the website people want to look at their stuff is mypurewater.com. And if they want a discount code, they can use the code Uprising144K if they want to. If you use the code, the $600 one goes to like $500 and something dollars. Um, I love this company. It's not Chinese made. Uh, not I'm not trying to knock China, but they're using higher grade metals also. And they've really been fine tuning their, their craft. They're doing the lab reports to see if what they're doing is really working out great. And they're super reliable. I mean, I found that you could probably have one of these machines for the rest of your life. So for 500 and something bucks, you can make the cleanest water ever. So that's what I do, you know, and I only share what I actually do. So I'm not like one of these guys who promotes hundred products and all this stuff. I'm literally only sharing what I myself use and do for my life and what really changed my life. Um, so I was surprised to find out that we have radioactive contaminants in our water. Absolutely shocked. I did not expect that, right? I'm looking for chlorine and fluoride, radioactive contaminants. And the good news is, this process removes them so that is awesome um and and why this is important to understand too all water filters are what you call porous systems so you have a porous filter right where the water is going through and the little pores the little holes they're trying to stop all the crap from getting into the water you're going to drink the problem with that is that and this is where the sneaky now it's not just hydrogen companies are being sneaky water filtration companies are being sneaky too in my opinion because Let's say you get a brand new filter and you run 50 gallons through and you test the water. Well, it's going to come out real great. Probably brand new filter. Let's say this filter is good for 5,000 gallons. At least that's what you're told, right? From the company or whatever. Like, hey, you know, it does 5,000 or 10,000 or 2,000, whatever it is. Well, after you've run about just 500 gallons, like you're not even close to 5,000. You've done maybe 400 gallons, 500 gallons. That filter is getting dirty because all this stuff that it's filtering out and they literally grow bacteria. And so a lot of times they start contaminating your water, and if you were to test it after 500 gallons, the results, in my opinion, are going to come out much different. And when you do carbon distillation, you're using the power of nature, where you're distilling it, you know, through the steam, and it travels through a certain like pattern uh, or path in the machine. And so there is not really a filter that you're getting really dirty because you're it's it's through the process of steam and gravity and you know it's just nature at its finest so the results come out the same every time i have a i had a chart where it shows like water filters and how their quality of water declined depending on the amount of gallons the carbon distillers showed the same every single time for thousands of gallons um, another thing that is obviously found in our in our water that too many people don't think about and that's parasites viruses and bacteria so that's another one that this this process is the only process the distillation that will get rid of viruses, bacteria, and parasites. No other water filter can do that to 100% or 99.9%. So I've never seen that. And then the rest of it is just a bunch of herbicides and pesticides and all this stuff that gets in the water. You know, I could give you countless stories. I remember I worked with a doctor one time. I get doctors calling me sometimes, and they'll call me. And uh, this person actually, it's a long story of how I met her, but this doctor contacted me because she's like, I'm a great doctor. It was funny that she was telling me how great of a doctor she is. But she's like, but I can't fix myself. I cannot figure out how to resolve my own medical issue. And we did end up resolving her issue. And we did it with, and we did end up discovering there was stuff in her water, by the way. But basically, and it was like runoff from farming. And she had all these pesticides in her water. But basically, and she had a filter. I won't say which one she was using, but they are undergoing a lawsuit right now. We'll say that because some of these water filter companies, the water has been shown to actually come out worse. After runs through the filter. That's why I caution about stuff that's cheaper from China. For example, maybe I don't. Again, I don't. Um, but the point is, is that we switched her to a carbon distiller. We got her on the hydrogen. Resolved her problems in six months, and I never heard from her anymore after that. She'd only call me when she's sick. <laughs> so now she's all good. It, it,
0: it happens. It happens. All right. Well, let's go into the hydrogen uh, machine that, that you recommend. I'm definitely going to check out that water filter. And that makes too much sense, honestly, about the uh, water filters and then the, you know, basically a distillation type uh, system. So what, what do we do on how to properly make hydrogen? And this is just, a fin- I mean, this is that one where I was talking about how important the water is for kids, the
1: youth. Yeah. And we see all the mental, I feel like there's a lot more mental disorders these days you know, in, in the world and with the youth. And I think a lot of it has to do with water and their diets and and things of that nature. Just my opinion.
0: No, I think you're Um, spot on. We, I just talked with uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff. And so she's dove into the uh, glyphosate in depth. um, And then the the deuterium, you know, it weaved back in there. And so, uh, yeah, just, just what you're saying, if we can get that glyphosate out of there. And microplastics. The microplastics, the the number one
1: source of microplastics that we get in our body is coming from our water. At least that's what it appears to be. So I already know the carbon distillation will remove all microplastics or at least 99 point whatever percent of them. So I think that makes a huge difference. Sorry to interrupt you, though. What was your original question? I kind of went off track.
0: Just let's let's go into the uh, hydrogen machine that uh, you recommend and, and just let's learn a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah so um so again the guy who created this he actually apparently had created for his own daughter so he did have the motive of wanting to make the best machine rather than cutting corners i discovered later that he actually could have gone to china and he had his design and he he could have had them build it and make it cheaper but he was like no everything he said i'm going to do i'm going to do the best kind of like tesla cars you know they've broken records in crash test ratings and rollover tests and they're amazing. And I think he did the same thing with hydrogen. So he petitioned, he went to specific companies that had technology. Like for example, Yamaha was involved in making this hydrogen machine. Um, G-Shock was involved. I believe even Toyota was involved, which is crazy. All these being Japanese companies. And they had no incentive to do it. That's again, the beautiful thing about Japan. They're always willing to work together. They believe that if they work together, they're stronger together rather than try to fight against each other. And so they, they helped this guy out and he had a bunch of people. And so he created this machine. It's hand built in Japan and it's a truly engineered and hand built Japan, uh, hydrogen machine. And, and to my understanding of all the research I've ever done, it's the only one. There's a few other hydrogen devices in Japan, but they were actually designed in Japan, but built in China. So they used some Chinese technology. And so that's why they ended up not being number one or the best. <clears throat> so, Uh, That was the first thing. Uh, The specific device also gets lab tested. So nobody else does this either. They lab test, if you can believe this, every single machine they make gets lab tested and certified. And so when you get the machine, it actually comes with a certificate that shows what lab it was tested in, the results, even down to the serial number of the machine, um, the date that it was tested. And it's really cool because apparently the reason they do that is because you don't have a way of testing the, the equipment in your home. And some people claim that you can use the blue drops and bubble tests, like really stupid tests. In my opinion, they're not really like professional grade stuff, you know? And so the company's like, I'll just do it for you. I'm going to lab test everything. The reason companies don't do it is because it's too expensive. I swear this company does things that I don't even know sometimes how they make a profit Um, because they, they, they spend so much money on doing it the best way. And that did shoot them up to number one in Japan and that's why I love them. And I'm very grateful, you know, that a company has done this and that they have, you know, been doing well. Uh, but yeah, the, the equipment, the other cool thing about it is that it doesn't just make the water, but it makes the gas inhalation. So that's something that's actually really important to me. I want to be able to do both the gas and the water. I don't like to just do one or the other. Um, they did a lot of unique things with the machine. <clears throat> I remember, um, I found out that he looked at every single modality of making hydrogen. So he knows every mo- every way, even like the pills, because that's a chemical reaction. He, when you, you can also directly electrolyze water. There's so many ways that you can make hydrogen. And he looked at every single way, and he wanted to choose the best way. And the best way was the most difficult path. And that's what he chose. And this is why, I mean, I just, one of these days I want to meet this guy. I absolutely love what he did. And his daughter was supposed to, uh, she would have been lucky to reach the age of five. Apparently she has Lou Gehrig's disease. And and now she's, I believe like 12 or 13 years old. So she surpassed it. He said hydrogen made such a difference for her. And what he basically created, in my opinion, is he created a hydrogen device that one is accessible to all of us. That's actually affordable. It's not, you know, 50 grand or $40,000 or something. They're less than 3000 bucks. And they're super reliable. He was really big on reliability. I was surprised to learn that hydrogen machines, and I experienced this myself, is that they're not reliable. They tend to break often, like, uh, you know, talk to people who have these little bottles. They, you know, they, they break. Um, and so he wanted to make the machine extremely reliable, which makes it cheaper because in the long term, it's like getting a car that can go a million miles. You know, you may spend $50,000 on the car rather than thirty. But if it's going to last a million miles instead of 150,000 miles, you know, or whatever. So the machine lasting so long. But then he did really um, unique things. Like um, he knew that you shouldn't directly electrolyze the water because it would produce impurities. Which, by the way, again, that's exactly what these do. They directly electrolyze the water. And so what he did is when he created a device, he has two chambers. So water goes in one area and then water goes in a separate area. And the water that you actually drink has never been electrolyzed. Um, no electrical current through it. Uh, The computer for the machine was very special because it had to regulate just the right amount of current so that it wouldn't electrolyze the water and create any impurities. Everything was about purity and the proper levels of hydrogen. Um, He didn't want to use plated cheap metals. So apparently he used, there's a company, there's only one company in the world that could even do it. And it happens to be a uh, Japanese company. And he requested for them to make the metal for it. And I remember I found out that The company had told them it's impossible. What you're requesting is just not possible. And in time, they made some breakthroughs and they were able to do it. And that's what facilitated the creation of this machine. They needed that metal. And so it was a real special metal, super high purity. The Japanese are masterful with metals. I think a lot of people don't know that. Hence their samurai sword. It's not just the craftsmanship. It's also the way that they're using the metals that they're using. And a lot of people don't know that Toyota has some really awesome, metal technology also and so the metal was a huge part of it and the chinese actually have horrible metal technology Um, their lack of purity the just plating if you use like a lot of people like to use stainless steel for making hydrogen which is not a good idea it's not the right metal to use if you want to make the best right it's cheap you know people that's what i keep seeing everybody goes the cheap route this guy wasn't doing that. And then the membrane, it's a Japanese membrane that nobody, nobody uses. They're the only company in the world that use it. I don't know if they created it or if they had a certain company that did it, but I got to see the lab report on that and it tests zero for PFAS. So it's the cleanest membrane I've ever seen. Um, knowing that these things have PFAS uh, would scare me now when I see stuff like this one, you know, the membrane that they're using um, in these devices. And so the membrane's real special. And then instead of using a chemical like the Brown's gas devices using lye or sodium hydroxide, they've never told me what's in it because it's proprietary. A lot of their stuff is like patented. Nobody else in the world does it. They have this special cartridge and they said everything in it is food grade. So it's like super, super clean, no chemicals. And that's partially used uh, to make this special hydrogen. And then, of course, it all gets lab tested and make sure that you're getting all the proper levels, super high purity. And one of the things they did, this made me feel so stupid. Uh, When you talk about the amount of hydrogen the device puts out. So, you know, the cannula, when you're breathing in the hydrogen, most companies want to make their numbers sound big, kind of like a car. They're like, oh, a thousand horsepower, right? The bigger the number, so it sounds good. Well, a lot of companies will give you a huge number like, oh, our machine makes this much hydrogen. And you're thinking, oh, wow, it makes all this hydrogen, even though it probably wasn't lab tested. But They try to guess how much hydrogen it makes based on electrical output and stuff that is not totally accurate, depending on the technology you use. But basically what happens is they were talking about the amount of hydrogen that's made where the Japanese, they weren't so worried about how much it made as much as how much you're getting. So they would take the cannula right where you're breathing in. They tested it from the tip of the cannula rather than trying to get an overinflated number and test it from you know the machine itself and so little things like this they, they just like that so many details things that i would have never thought of and so i learned a lot about engineering and the proper ways of making hydrogen and i'm just really glad that they exist actually uh, because if it wasn't for this machine i really don't even know what i would use out there there's there's not too many things that i trust either
0: so what where does one find this machine uh what what's kind of the names uh and and where where do we go
1: Well, I would say that you probably want to go to the official website, which is holyhydrogen.com. And the reason you want to go to the official website is I've also learned that this machine is the number one machine in Asia. It's the number one machine in Japan, but apparently it's very sought after in China. So there's a lot of people in China who actually want this equipment. And it turns out that there's even some potentially some fake ones out there. And so I remember a guy tried to buy one off of eBay or Amazon or one of these things. He ended up having all these issues. He wrote me and I was like, you know, talk to the companies like I didn't buy it from the company. And I was like, okay, give me the serial number and I'll call them for you and maybe connect you guys. And you guys can talk about it, see if they can help you in some way. And it turned out that it was fake. It wasn't even a real machine. Wow. And boy, it looked identical. And when they're not the real machine, they're not using the real technology. They're not using that proper metal. They're not using the proper membrane. They're not, using, they're not lab tested. Um, they're not using a real fancy computer. And so anyway, it, it's something that I would, that's the website that you go to and they give you great service. And my machine's been nothing but reliable as long as you take care of it properly. So this is something for the long term. That's another thing that I always tell people you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I got to use hydrogen forever. You know, people tell me that sometimes if I want to stay healthy and I'm thinking, well, are you going to drink water forever? And if you are going to drink water forever, don't you want it to be clean water? You know, so it's just, for me, it's a lifestyle. I'm also going to eat forever. I got to eat food forever. I mean, you know, I'm going to need my nutrients forever. You know, I take my vitamin D and, you know, my B complex or whatever, you know, and so it's just part of my lifestyle now doing, doing the hydrogen.
0: Well, you've put out uh, so much great information. Your t- YouTube channel is wonderful. So where can we, we go to keep uh, following along with what you're doing and, and the great information you're putting out there? Oh, yeah. Thank you. So people can find me on YouTube. All my video, Everything's for free. I do everything on a
1: shoestring budget. So I apologize in advance for the, the, the videos are not of the highest quality, but it's all about the information in the end. And you can find me on YouTube. The name of the channel is called Uprising144K. You might be able to type in hydrogen man and find me also. Um, Those are the two things that you can typically type in. You can find me on Twitter. I use it a little bit. You can find me on Instagram. I use it a little bit, not a ton. You can find me on Rumble, but that's about it. It's mostly about YouTube. People can email me sometimes too if they really want. You know, sometimes I can, you know, do a consultation with people or something like that. And my email is uprising144k at gmail.com. I always tell people include a phone number because I tend to be more of a, I'll call people rather than email back and forth. Otherwise, I would be in front of my computer all day emailing people back, um, you know, but that's, that's how people can find me. And uh, yeah.
0: Well, thank you, buddy. I, I've really enjoyed learning, uh, visiting with you. You've been a wonderful resource and uh, just can't thank you enough. Thank you for joining us on Sewing Prosperity. Be sure to follow along across the social media platforms, including YouTube, and be sure to go to sewingprosperity.com.